This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you catch up on any of the Bravo stuff, the BravoCon stuff? I did look. I don't. uh, It seemed very. It's too much chaos for me. This is a safe space. You can say it. I'm too old for it, I think. Um, It felt like a lot of chaos. I was amazed by how many people of my age group had shown up. And I was like, my goodness, look at you all go. That's a lot of walking. That's a lot of walking and sitting your ass down. The other thing that I um, know for a fact is that my hearing is weird. If I'm in an aud- in, in the audience, like even when I go to the Crappen show, when I'm in the audience, I don't catch everything they're saying in their mics. But when I hear mm-hmm. it online, and because I think the mics are set for recording for mm-hmm. online, uh, whatever. So whatever it is, I don't hear them really well. And then when I go back and listen to even a live live show that I've been at, I will catch on to something that I completely missed while I was in the um, in the audience. So I feel like I am not made for BravoCon. I'm made for watching the recorded, well edited, clean stuff where I can see everybody. I'm not looking over people's shoulders and I actually hear the people speak. Yeah. I'll be honest. I was watching some of the content and it felt to me like there was like a lot of dead air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like people, like people would be like on stage and they'd make a joke and then it would just be like silence or like very awkward, you know? Because it also depends on what you're watching. If you're watching somebody's footage of it on their phone, like they're doing a TikTok then there's so much noise of the people talking to each other next to them that you don't quite hear the people on the stage. But when the mics pick up the people, if you're watching a Bravo footage where the mics are picking up the speakers, then they're not picking up the audience. Well, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like even on Bravo, like the Bravo Mm -hmm. official social media, they would like post a clip of like an interview with somebody, right? And it's like, right, these people are not as charming as 
I think that they think that they are. <laughs> like, I don't except know. Except for Ladam. Except for Ladam. Oh no, Karen is perfect. I yeah. the besides the uh, Potomac panel, I felt like yeah. everything else that I saw was like very. Meh. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, I, I think I have moved on from Scandal too. So I'm like, okay, enough of Ariana. Okay, enough. I don't want to watch the whole thing again. I thought. I'm wearing my Bethany tinfoil hat. Okay. Having Sandoval come and sit on the stage and have like hundreds of people boo him. I'm like, that's not entertaining. If this person was not such an absolute narcissist, that would kill a normal person. That many people booing a person. <laughs> yeah, that would be like just, so. I don't know. I just felt like everybody, it just seems so cheesy to me. Like, I don't right. know. Something about Brock. Like, I think. Like, I think I, yeah. I, if I if think if I spent that much money to go out to Vegas right right and I that and that's what was given to me I would be pissed like apparently like the food was like astronomically expensive like soda was like way more expensive than really soda. okay like Bravo by Brett posted a uh, picture a yeah. whole, a tw- like a 16 inch pizza pie was like yeah. sixty dollars huh can you believe wow. that? Yeah. yeah, so it's like if I – and, you know, food is so important to us. So like, if I had to deal with that and then on top of that, like that's – Yeah, I think this is very on par with any any big conference in Vegas though. No, but like even outside of the conference in Vegas, like yeah. even outside of the food stuff, I'm saying yeah. like to go there and be given this is like the level of entertainment I was given, I'd be right. a little bit pissed because mm. everything so that was like technically – impressed by Magic Mike. Okay. The no, I was not impressed by New Jersey Magic Mike. But like if I – all the good stuff that they wanted to show was already yeah. shown on Bravo. Like the Bravos yeah. and all of the Watch What Happens Lives that are like yeah. where all the big fun stuff happens. Yeah. You're already airing that on like Peacock right. and Bravo. Right. So all of these panels, like mm-hmm. how many times are we going to sit around with like a mix of, you know, a panel of people from like Winter House and Below Deck and like the Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. and ask like – Fuck Mary Kill, somebody from Housewives. <laughs> did they like, do that? Oh my God. Like, I don't know yeah. if they did, but I'm yeah. assuming that that's what they did. And maybe yeah. I'm just sounding like a salty, salty bitch, right? Because you they didn't, didn't yeah, go. Yeah, nobody invited you. No, number one, nobody invited me. <laughs> no, but also, I think if I was to go, I would just like hang out with my friends that I've made from the podcast, yeah. you yeah. know, like from yeah. the podcasting space. I would hang out with like Bravo by Brett or Bravo Enthusiast or like Sassy Angela and or Taria. Yeah. Like I wouldn't – I don't care about any of these people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would be more excited to see Danny I think Taria had the right attitude for it. She was excited about going and she, she met up with all of the folks that she loves. And yeah, exactly. And she really enjoyed I think you and I wouldn't enjoy it. We would be like – like Pavit, there's no paisa vasul. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like it would be a waste of my money, but but I would only hang out with like the podcasters. Like I would mm-hmm. hang out with like content creators. I wouldn't hang out yeah. with the actual like I don't care about the Bravo celebrities. Right. Like I would be excited to see Danny Pellegrino. Right. Or like hang out right. with Ryan Bailey. Or Ronnie. Or, like, the, yeah. Or or Ronnie. Or like, yeah. you know, the Bravo were black guys. Um yeah. and so it's I feel like that's would have been more fun. But I outside of that, I feel like the content that was coming out of mm-hmm. BravoCon felt kind of meh to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't but, interested. You the, know, I you know I've been telling you that I have my entire uh, 
uh, to in an in order partly in order to escape the real world i have immersed myself into cricket cricket world cup yes so that's where my all my attention is i spend a lot of time late into the night <laughs> very early mornings really four o'clock watching these matches and just getting obsessed over all of that and getting to know the players that are probably the, they're probably the same ages. If I had a, a ch- child early, they could be my children, basically. But <laughs> I'm looking at them and like, oh, look at how hot he is. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm watching. So I have zero interest um, in you know in BravoCon, especially. The only, the one funny thing I saw come out of BravoCon, a couple of like funnier th- Oh wait, did I lose you? Why can't no, I I'm see here. Okay, I'm here. I thought I lost you for a second. I got <sighs> nervous. Um, the one funny thing I'm I saw funny. was there's a clip of um, Lisa Barlow being asked who she's excited to hang out with at BravoCon. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm friends with everybody. Like I love Melissa Gorga. I love Emily Simpson from OC. <laughs> I love Tamra. <laughs> she keeps calling her Tamra. Tamra from Who OC. Cute and little then, podcast. Yeah, she goes, and Teddy, even though I know Teddy's not from OC, but she has that cute little podcast with Tamra. <laughs> I love Lisa Barlow. It's so cute. <laughs> she, so every, every uh, you know, Potomac is Karen Huger. And um, Salt Lake City is Lisa Barlow. They're just that right <laughs> mix of Delulu plus, you know, just just the way they talk, their mannerisms, what they <laughs> focus on as important. That just is just perfection. Yeah. There's like Luann paved the way for this yes. kind of lunacy. In. Yeah. <laughs> These girls have really followed her lead. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. God. All right. So we're going to talk about Rahasas of Potomac and Married to Medicine. How exciting. Okay. I love Potomac so much. It brings me so much joy. It does. It's, uh, you know, I I have been nervous this year because I have been so much in love with Potomac and Potomac is really getting to top tier, almost number, I think it's number one, really. Yeah. Number one in Housewives, right? I don't, would not want to miss Potomac ever. But that's when I get scared. It's like it's yeah. going to go yeah. downhill. Oh my god, how is it going? So I was nervous for the first episode, but I, I'm happy to say I'm ha- I'm happy with it. I'm happy um, with getting the Robin thing out of the way early on. Yes, and the orchestration by Robin probably because she's in PR with Giselle of doing, oh, maybe we do a intervention, but it's going to be a kind intervention. And we will even make Shasha, Shasha will even be able to show off her, her storyline. Yeah. Her new eyebrows, <laughs> cry a little, talk about her storyline, remind us of her storyline so she can get, you know, back into the groove. Wow, you are really cynical because I I took the Rob intervention as for real. I was like, oh, they're doing a my literally my notes say these women are being honest for the first time. I think it was a little bit honest, but I think it wasn't that. <laughs> I don't think that uh, Robin did not know what was coming. I think she was forewarned. She came and then she started chugging that uh, the the 
um, you know, well, what did she have? She had champagne. Yeah. She kept chugging it. <laughs> she kept having more and more of it as they were talking. So I think there yeah. was some real, some real thing there. She didn't expect. Um, she didn't expect um, them to say what they said. I, I don't think they uh, they did. They, they did go a little beyond. I would say on how Robin might have expected, but I think Robin. I, I don't think um, Giselle would have sprung this on Robin like this, not with the camera on. Oh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't see that happening. Well, the premiere of Real Housewives of Potomac opened up in the Upside Down. The mm-hmm. editors are so fucking silly on Potomac. Yeah, I, but I don't want it to get to the head. I don't want too much of it now. I just want them to care. Be careful. It's enough. Just give me enough to laugh, but not like you don't have to overdo it now. Okay, but this made me cry laugh. The, <laughs> yes, the dramatic like reenactment of right. the nail salon and the laundromat. <sighs> yes, so silly. And then also like all the ladies, their confessionals, just talking about how Delulu Robin is. Yeah. It's so good. Like yeah. all of them. Not one of them believes Juan's story. No, not a single one. Not her friends and (laughs) And not her enemies. Coming in, like looking fresh as a daisy. And he's like, oh, I'm just coming back from the gym. I'm like, uh, Juan, was the gym around two o'clock in my neighborhood? (laughs) Because I I think I've seen that outfit. I was going to ask you exactly that. I'm like, have you seen that outfit? Can you look back to when they were filming and let me know if you yeah, I have to go back to my date sims. Robin also is just like it's so sad. <laughs> like, she's like da 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 da. I'm just gonna like put these pictures in frames, and she's got a little scotch tape and her frames, and she's like. Look, Juan, it's photos from our wedding. Like, it's just so sad. <laughs> it's so sad that it's hilarious. Like, Robin, I like, okay, okay. I think that I know someone in real life who is like this. I feel like one day I'm going to have to have a real life oh, intervention no. with somebody I know like this. But and I you can know, imagine are they Are they having- in a place where they feel like now they're just living like siblings? Raising the kids. Maybe that's okay. No, I mean, (laughs) hi, hello. (laughs) Are you talking about me? No. Um. No. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. No. 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 But I'm I'm saying, like, I know somebody who's who's married, who's been married for a long time. And we all look at that marriage and we wonder to ourselves, why the fuck is this woman still married to this man, right? Mm. And we all see the red flags and we know that she's not dumb. We know that they all, like, everybody sees the red flags. Some of the smartest women stay with those men because for whatever reason, it uh, they have been beaten down to a point where they're so insecure that they don't yes. feel like they're going so to be able you, to leave them. And I do want to say, by the way, it's when mm. you say beaten down, I not physically in the no. situation. It's no. more so like just the lies, like the emotional yeah. part of it, right? Yeah. With yeah. Robin and yeah. Juan, like Robin sitting there and being like, hey, so how are things? Oh, your workout was great? Okay, well, back yeah. to real life from vacation. Yeah. Okay, so now that we're talking about real life, like do you want to basically explain to the cameras what the fuck you were thinking? And Juan's whole explanation, again, for why he helped out that Canadian girl it mm-hmm. killed, he's like, 
I give money to the homeless, so I decided to help this girl out who was down in Maryland to fuck a football player. Yeah, so uh, can you hear the printer? Because the printer's going off. Oh, it is? Okay, we can wait for yeah. a second. What are we printing? History. History. Colonial history. Co- Colonial oh, very history. apt right now. Very apt. Yep. <laughs> okay, it stopped. Okay, it stopped. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Right? But um, is Karen sending you a fax? <laughs> It sounds like a fax machine. It actually, I didn't, because I'm wearing the earphones, I didn't quite understand what the sound was coming from. So I'm like, where's the sound coming from? Because I don't use that printer so much. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, yeah. It, it, uh, she's, um, she is sitting there talking about this and she's like literally taking him through the paces of all the things we are going to talk about. You know, and he's like, yeah, I was just dumb. But in her um, in her um, podcast, the way she said it, and she said it in a very roundabout way. And then she said it in a couple of interviews and I sort of pieced it together. I I don't think Juan told her that excuse in such a convoluted and uh, messy way. I think Juan's excuse was very clear even though it's uh, he's lying. Essentially, yeah. it was like this girl was DMing him. They developed a friendship, but he she was actually uh, came down to meet up. She was um, also DMing this Ravens player, and she came down to meet the Ravens player, and they all met. He met her with the Ravens player, oh, but it didn't work out for the girl, and then she was going back and she was embarrassed and she wasn't going to reach back to the Ravens play. And that's why she reached out to Juan to help her with the credit card because she thought the Ravens player would pay. And he was trying to protect the player. So he was like, yeah, fine. I will. I'll put my name down. Well, Juan Juan has a history of protecting guys that probably uh should not be protected. And we'll get to that in a little bit too. Yeah. But it's, I'm just saying if, even if she had said, no, it was for a friend and, this girl was with a friend and the friend wanted him to put up the... She could have said it in so many different ways and avoided all of this, right? Yeah. But the way she presents it is one did it because he felt sorry for her and he had developed a friendship and he was dumb. But And she chooses and she keeps saying, I chose to believe it. I chose to believe it. Yeah. And one is not at all faced by it. If somebody kept saying that, I would be like, you either believe it or you don't. You don't choose to believe it, which mean, tells me that you don't really believe me. But one is like, sure, go, go ahead. Choose to believe what I tell you, all the lies I feed you. Yeah, it just, it's, I think that when she says, she keeps saying, I'm choosing to do this. It's mm-hmm. almost like Robin is letting Juan know, like, I'm sacrificing myself right here on camera mm-hmm. to deal with your bullshit. Yeah. I, I, it makes me sad for Robin, but also like Juan is just like the whole thing that Juan is like, oh, I just hang out with my coworkers and mm-hmm. men and women work all the time. And like, it's not a big deal, Robin, like whatever, get over it, whatever. The way how nonchalant Juan is about his own actions mm-hmm. is exactly how nonchalant Robin is with when she repeats this stuff to the women. Right. Like, right. Because Juan says, whatever, Robin, it doesn't matter. I don't care. You shouldn't care. Robin's like, okay, I guess I shouldn't care. And then she has to pretend like she doesn't care. And that's the part that makes me sad for Robin. 
Now, Juan says that he got fired because the team wasn't doing as well as they should have. No, they were doing terrible, but that's also true. Which is true. He got a good excuse there. Yeah. And then she's like, well, everybody thinks that it's because of all the other stuff that's going on. And he's like, well, it's not real. And I'm like, that's it. Like, Juan, you're a serial liar on this show. Like, I don't know why anybody would ever believe you. And there's just something so like I will say the thing about this other girl, the girl at the laundromat and the little girl at the mm-hmm. nail salon. The reason I believe this situation is because that girl has gone out and said something. She's like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Like I yeah. literally just work with him, right? Yeah. That's fine. But Juan is so like uh callous. Like he's just mm-hmm. so like careless with his the way he moves around. Yeah. That it's like, you know, this is gonna put your wife your ex-wife right. and now new wife again yeah. in an uncomfortable position and you just don't give a fuck. And like that's the part that bothers me more because I think even if you were to believe everything he says, <clears throat> it's the way and I think Giselle is also clocking that, that it's not he's doing this knowing this is going to cause you headaches and you will have to defend your marriage and you will you know she keeps saying she says to them that um they took my um they took my happiness or something like that they took my my joy joy. yeah my joy it's like it's one who took your joy because he did not protect your joy that's the point that he's not protective of what the perceptions that could affect you he does he just doesn't care yeah so we they have at the end of the episode this Rob intervention mm-hmm. with Shasha, her eyebrows, Ashley, Giselle, mm-hmm. and she comes there. And I do feel like, you know, the girls go around the room to say, I understand. I have been through it. I was married mm-hmm. to a basketball player. I was married to somebody prominent. Ashley mm-hmm. says, you know, I denied it. I told mm-hmm. myself a lot of these things. I said I wasn't good enough because – That's how I excused Michael's behavior. Giselle says, I was told by a woman who my husband cheated with and I just chose not to believe her. Like, they all admit to these things. I mean, one of the things that Robin was saying was like, oh, Juan says like, Juan even says, he's like, oh, did you see that girl? Why would I ever hook up with her, right? Yeah. No, but her asking, but why didn't you hook up with her? Yeah. That was so weird. It was weird. But then Shasha later on cracked me up that she was like, my ex-husband hooked up with some very hideous women. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Shasha, that's so sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Men don't care. They'll put it in anywhere. It doesn't really matter. If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. Like, yeah. But I thought it was interesting to think about, like, you know, in the past, how these same women, specifically Ashley and Giselle, have navigated these mm-hmm. types of conversations with the other women. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, let's think about how they navigated this with Wendy. Let's think about how they navigated this with Karen in the past. Right. How they've done it with Candace. And I wasn't sure, like. And how they're going to do it with Candace going forward, too. Oh, yes. Again, because there's another thing that came up about Chris, um, which was immediately debunked. And now Giselle is like, I don't believe that it was debunked. Yeah. Yeah. um, Because Giselle's an asshole. Mm -hmm. But. That's interesting because all all three of them, Ashley, Giselle, and Chasha say, we don't believe Juan, but if Robin wants to believe him, mm-hmm. then that's fine, right? Yeah. Okay. Why is it okay for you all to say that about Robin, but with Wendy or 
Candace or Karen, or Karen say there's yeah. nothing out there, right? Then why can't you let that go? Like, yeah. what is the hypocrisy there? I mean, the hypocrisy makes mm-hmm. this a great television show, yeah. but yeah, you know. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Robin, I wish I could shake her from her shoulders and say, "Wake up!" But yeah, I don't think it's she needs happen. some B12, something, man. She needs to have a reaction. She's like, "What do you want me to do? You want me to yell at them? You want it to scream and yell and divorce them?" I'm like, "Show something! Show something where you are shocked or upset, or you are just going to be like, okay, I need to hold him accountable for something." And I don't think she's ever doing that. No, and I feel like Robin has always, I mentioned this before a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like Robin has always done shit, number one, to hold on to her marriage in whatever way possible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But also, like, what makes me sad about Robin is something that Shasha said, which is that, like, Robin is not going to leave Juan until Juan leaves her. Mm-hmm. She's never going to leave this man. Yeah. And even when she was divorcing this man, she never left this man. She stuck mm-hmm. by this man. She stayed with this man. Mm-hmm. She got another home. She put it in her mm-hmm. name. She, She's given Juan every single chance because she's never going to leave this guy. She's right. so delusional. She's never going to leave him. Right. And it makes me really sad. But at the same time, Robin has proven to us that she's not capable of being without this man. So I think at some point we just have to go. Okay. And maybe that's what Ashley and Giselle and Shasha are thinking. Maybe they're just thinking, okay, we can't do anything else about this. I also think that Robin is the kind that would never leave him, especially when he's down and out, when he has lost his job, when he's looking for something else. I think she's going to feel compassion for him. And then she's going to go back into the mode where her family adopted him and they took care of him. I think he's way too much family in that sense. Yeah. For her to abandon him when he's yeah. down. So if this had happened and he still had that job and he was fine and they were both making money, I think it would have been a different scenario for her. Now that yeah. she's the one making more money and he's struggling and he hasn't found his uh, footing again, she's going to take care of him. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. Yeah. Um, Mia and G had a scene. Mia didn't <laughs> film with anybody else. She only yeah. filmed with Gordon, which made me wonder: was her contract up for? <laughs> up like, did she do something? Because like, she doesn't meet with Ashley and Giselle, or so, yeah, she doesn't meet with Ashley, Giselle, or Robin. Mm-hmm. She only has a scene with G. They basically talk about how they're broke, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, she's like one foot out of the door. You can see it right there because she's like, you were on the couch. You didn't have money and you didn't know how you're going to make money. And now you're going to go into the, you're going to sue them. And she's like, I don't know if I want to be part of all of that. And she's like, I went from 10,000 square feet to 1,300 square feet or whatever it was. Someplace where I have to lock my door once I come in. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> One of her confessional scenes, one of her confessional yeah. scenes, I was I was taken aback. I thought it was Sharice. It was like that scene. The where one she with has the like shiny thing. Like the shiny, like <laughs> shiny she looks outfit like a, and the bob. Yes. She looks like she's ready for berries and cream. Like she looks crazy. <laughs> but she looked like Shasha to me. She I was like, like, is she's this not gonna Charisse? get on the hoverboard with the champagne glass in her hand? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. 
Um, what did you think about seeing Grifter ask Jason with Giselle and her girls? <sighs> Do you think he's a grifter? That he's like he's grifting, and that's where it, he's. You don't think that they've been together for a while now? They're not even together. He's just her man friend. They don't even have like an official title. They're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're not official. And Kara Berry pointed out that this man has made his rounds with every reality TV show. He has obviously he dated Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And then he dated one of the girls from Winter House. Then yeah. he also d- dated a girl from Siesta Keys, which is like a show on fucking MTV. Oh, wow. And oh, now, I didn't know Ra- that. Yeah. And now just like he just <laughs> – he just, he just. Where do you go? Where do you think he goes next after Real Housewives of Potomac? I don't know. Not I don't Bill know. Was, mad. No. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, he's gonna be like hooking up with Malia next. Like I don't know yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like if 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 Captain Sandy didn't just get engaged, I'd say he'd probably try to climb up that tree too if he could. <laughs> Captain Jason. Yeah. <laughs> too bad he got scooped up with Lala. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that happen. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. I feel like uh, – yeah, I feel – I don't know. It was weird because it was like obviously I think that Jason is like an, an opportunist, but – Yeah. I think I think she I recognizes like, that and I but, think she's just like having fun. Yeah, but then like I see him with her girls and I'm like maybe they're the real deal. Huh? Maybe they're the yeah. real deal. Like right. I don't – Her I girls would not allow that, right? I feel like her girls would not – like they were rolling their eyes at that other guy that – she was going out on picnics with what was his yeah. name? The one that was caught in the Sherman? No. Sherman. 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 <laughs> no, Sherman. Sherman. The toilet paper. <laughs> no. Sherman. They were rolling their eyes at him. She was like, Oh, he's so good at format girls, but the girls were rolling their eyes. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because it's like I, the story that she How, tells. Like the difference between her girls and uh, and uh, Jason must be smaller than the difference between Jason's age and hers, right? I feel like, like maybe she, he must be close to, huh? I think it's somewhere in the middle because he says yeah. they said that he is sixteen years younger than Giselle, mm-hmm. so he's like thirty five, right? Mm-hmm. Giselle's in her. I don't know how old she is, and and her oldest is about twenty, right? Her oldest is 18. 20 or 21? No, 18. Oh. She's going off to college now. Yeah. So, but, okay. When there was that story of like, oh, we were at a show and then this guy was just like following us around and we didn't know who he was and we were wondering like, are you like, who are you, right? hmm I'm wondering if poor Grace was like, that guy's hot. Like, yeah, I know. Who's right? this guy that's like hanging out with us? And the next thing you know, she finds out that he's like fucking our mom. Like, that sucks. <laughs> that's uh, now we're just imagining how Grace and her daughter feel. <laughs> no. But I, I think it was cute. At, at least she found a, somebody who would be willing to be on camera with her. <laughs> that's true. That's a leg up. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't have children with every single yeah. person in their congregation? Right, right. You know, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I think it's that. still it's it's still a plus. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, Ashley has moved into her house. Well, not really her house. It's still technically Michael's house. He's on the mortgage, and she's still not divorced. But she has um, these two kids that are tearing that house apart. <laughs> 
Okay. Did you see how the older one pulled the younger one up on the kitchen counter? Yes. Yeah. I was going to blow his socket out. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? First of all, why are you on the counter? And then now you're pulling your younger brother up. And then, like, reaching out and doing something. And she's not at all bothered. She's like, oh, did you pull him up? I'm like, what? I was like, where's Daisy the nanny? Yeah. Hello. And it was, like, literally for a second. Like, Ashley turned around to do something, like, get a knife. Yeah. And one almost took out the other one's shoulder. (laughs) I was like, is this what happens in a household with boys? I don't know. I have to ask Noor. No, my kids don't do that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, why do you think Ashley's not divorced? Because she needs payment. <laughs> like, her house <laughs> needs to be paid. She's like, as long as I'm not divorced, it's coming out of his pocket. The The down payment was good, and now he's paying mortgage, so... Let him pay off the house, and then I will get divorced. Because then I'll own the house. Yeah, she's not going to get alimony. So while she's yeah. married, she can get spousal support. Yeah. So, so I guess that's it, right? Yeah. Honestly, she's fine with it. He's fine with it. He's like, you can go boing somebody, but I'm not going to pay you alimony. And so she's. He's like, I'll buy the house and I'll pay the mortgage on it. And so she's on a, I don't know, 15-year plan, 30-year plan. <laughs> she's waiting for that guy to die. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Candace, Wendy, and the Grand Dame went to yeah. lunch. And yeah, it's they went to lunch specifically to talk, to shit. talk shit. Yeah. Which is great. Which is, I love it. I love it. And they say, Wendy is, in the, what did she say, in Bolivia or somewhere? Yeah. She has to come down because Wendy is no in Mongolia. 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 Wendy has to navigate. If she if she could, she could do a straight down to DC. She could do it uh, pretty fast. But she unfortunately lives in the boondocks, so she has to navigate like five different freeways and tollways to get there, get to DC. My God. So they go to lunch. Obviously, I do think Wendy and Candace are friends, but I don't think think that Wendy, Candace, and Karen are friends. No, but I, I just think love Karen that. and Candace are friends. Yeah, and Wendy and uh, Wendy and Karen are fine. You know, it's an arrangement. Yeah, of convenience. But they sit down, and almost immediately, Karen is like, "Okay, so who are you friends with, and who are you not friends with?" <laughs> I just she's like, she's like, I'm good with everyone except for Robin, who is delusional. And I was like, yeah. you know, I love the fact that at least all of them agree on something. Like, I almost wish that they could all come together and just talk about it. Like, I almost – I wish that Wendy and Candace and Karen could have been invited to that <clears throat> right. Rob intervention, but mm-hmm. they would have never because Robin's not actually friends with them. So. Right. Right. Robin would have been very defensive coming down yeah. that, that yeah. pathway. <laughs> yeah, because – well, that pathway is indefensible. <laughs> was that it was so weird <laughs> i love that ashley called her out she's like there's always construction at giselle's house constantly <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean i guess it's true like i think that robin would have taken that very poorly because that's the yeah. thing right like that's the reason why candace and wendy have gotten pissed in the past because right. ashley and giselle and robin are not their friends so mm-hmm. why are they coming to them with like we're concerned about your marriage because they're right. not concerned. Right. They just want to talk right. shit. 
Um, yeah, and they're they're they don't want to. Um, they're not um, concerned because you know Robin and Giselle haven't been concerned about them. Yeah, and they haven't shown any compassion. So exactly. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts about Potomac? I wish that there was more Karen. I wish there was more Karen too. It was like okay, I need more of the Grand Dame. I need more Candace, but maybe it'll come. I think they wanted to get rid of you know, make that connection to the previous season and make that connection and make sure that um, Robin was, they address Robin up front. And, you know, they established that everybody knows, everybody disagree, everybody knows Juan is cheating, everybody knows Juan is lying, everybody knows Robin is delusional and they'll never... Um, never address it so they just wanted to make sure that everybody knows nobody's hiding and i think this was actually that intervention was actually um a good thing for giselle so giselle could say at any given time i did address it with her i did talk to her about it she yeah, just yeah it. so she could get away with the hang saying i did that with uh, robin too i talked to her about her marriage too or whatever so giselle is going to use uh use that squeeze that lemon for all it's worth Oh, that's so smart. That's exactly why they did it. So that yeah. they can be like, no, we already did it. What's the problem? Yeah. No, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. And we addressed yeah. it on camera. It right. happened on right. camera. You guys just right. weren't there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm. So smart. So now they could move on to, you know, making other people's lives miserable. Yeah. The way they do every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I will say the BravoCon clips I saw of them at their panel, again, mm-hmm. they are very – they're the best panel to watch because they all admit that they don't like each other, but they respect each other. Right. They're like, we're co-workers. Yeah. And we will work together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Married to Medicine. So mm-hmm. this show is one of my favorites. It I is. will say. And I, I was nervous. I was yes. so nervous. I was nervous about where the show was going to go because last season was rough. Yes. And... It was, it was, it started to get weird. I was like, how many more fights can we have? How many more accusations can we have? Stop Mm -hmm. saying this and that about people hooking up with people's husbands and other people's husbands, all this shit, like the cheating, like it's annoying. Right. But this season, they changed it up completely. We are introduced. First of all, thank God they got rid of Anila. Anila. Thank God. Anila and Contessa are gone. But this season, perplexingly, and I was pissed that they were doing yeah. this. They brought back Phaedra. They brought uh-huh. Phaedra to Mary to yeah. Medicine because allegedly she's dating a doctor who we will never meet because yeah. he does not want to be on TV. So I was right. like, then why is he on the show? Why is she on the show? Why is she on the show? Yeah. Okay. Then they also added this thing where Quad's ex-husband, Dr. Gregory, is now engaged to a child. The abusive Dr. Gregory. The That's abusive Dr. Gregory is now engaged to a child, and that child has decided to come on reality television. But let's be honest, that child decided to crawl into Dr. G's DMs so uh-huh. that she could get on reality television. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so first I was, like, annoyed. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to watch these people, like, whatever, all this stuff. Like, they're so problematic. Yeah. But just watching the first episode, the reason why it works is because the editors and the showrunners know that these people are problematic and that they're assholes. Like, I don't think that they're showing them in a very positive light. 
And I think that that is what makes this a little bit they easier are, for me to watch. I think they're showing Phaedra in a very positive light. You think so? Yeah, they're not doing anything. They're bringing on Phaedra as a, you know, they're setting up Phaedra versus Heavenly is what they're setting up. Which I love. Yeah, exactly. So they're doing it in a very positive way to but, trying to bring Heavenly, Phaedra back. Yes, but Heavenly is a great person to go head to head with anybody. So I feel like at least there's like a Phaedra's not coming in as a as a as a protagonist is my point. Like she's not coming in as like a person that we're gonna root for. At least not for me. I'm never gonna mm. root for her. But with Dr. G, I feel like he's definitely being set up like an asshole. And I appreciate that because Tell me how, because all I saw was that he's still squeaky. Um, his voice just grates me. But at the same time, he's like going overboard, love bombing this woman. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I don't, but I didn't see anything that set him up from the editor's perspective as being negative. I okay. thought they were like giving so here's him, they were getting him into Simone's house, giving him that pass. No, no, here's the thing. So yes, in the beginning, I was like, what the hell? He's coming on the show. He's going to Simone's house. Fucking Cecil is talking about how he leveled up, all this stuff. Like mm -hmm. they're just talking about how happy he is, whatever. But they, at the end of the episode, go to an event. It's an engagement party at their house. Mm -hmm. And every single woman on the show is like, this is really fucking weird to go to Quad's house. This is Quad's house because Dr. Yeah. Gregory still lives in the house that he used to live in with Quad. Now he How lives weird there. Is that? So weird. Now he lives here with this woman, Letitia, who's called Sweetie. <laughs> um, Sweetie and Dr. Gregory, Dr. G and Sweetie live in this house. And heavenly, everybody is like, yeah, Quad's house was really nice. She had an interior designer. Let's just say Sweetie is uh she she they, she says something like she's got the Target thing. They go in mm -hmm. and it is like wood panels up the wazoo. It looks like a home goods threw up in there. It mm -hmm. puts honestly, it, it looks like a house that even Gina from OC would not live in <laughs> because of how cheesy it looks. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they walk in, they're like, oh, so. This is the house that Quad used to live in, right? Quad used to live here. Oh, this room used to be purple because that's what Quad like. Oh, like <laughs> they've mentioned, they go to this person's like engagement party and they mention Quad a thousand times, which is so shady. See, that's, that's true because I was still hung up on when Dr. G and Sweet D came to Simone's house yes. and Cecil and everybody else was talking about how... Um, how he should be after everything he was put through that he's still wanting to marry. Like Quad was the had tortured like, him. Yes, which was yeah. fucked up. Yes. Yeah. I agree. That was really fucked up. But then yeah. even them sitting there on camera and making him tell everybody how they met, how this girl mm -hmm. slid into his DMs, yeah. straight up wanted was not from Atlanta, wanted him wanted to marry him or wanted to be with him because he is a prominent person like yeah. that's all it is and she's significantly younger so she's 31 and i mm -hmm. think dr gregory's got to be like what in his late 40s yeah not significantly i think that's okay uh, 31 and late 40s late 40s is he late 40s i thought he was like mid 40s 10 years it's old. more than 10 years yeah for sure he does look rough he looks really rough. I was happy to happy to declare him a rough one. Yeah, because Quad is 
Quad was already much younger than him when they met and when they got yeah, married. Yeah, Quad was very much younger than him. But I Quad is that. older than me. Uh-huh. So, and I'm 38. This girl is 31. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, can you look up how old Dr. Gregory is? How old do we think he oh, is? His la- what's his last name? Gregory Webb. Oh, yeah. No, Lunsford. Lunsford. Uh-huh. Because that's Quad's. Yeah. yeah. But I think, so there was like that. And then they make him like sit there and explain it. So she's like obviously a girl who just like crawled into his DMs, which is, you know, hilarious and thirsty. Yeah. At the engagement party, they keep bringing up. Oh, my God. You're right. He's 56 years old. He's 56 years old and this girl is 31. Wow. He's a fucking creep. Like, and then they showed in the coming up or whatever. She says something. She's Phaedra's like, don't you feel like that's kind of predatory? Like what you're Mm -hmm. doing with this guy? And he goes, I don't know if I'm the predator or if I'm the prey. Because oh, he, wow. because at the engagement party, they straight up ask this girl, why why does she like being engaged? Mm-hmm. And she I like having access to the money. Yeah. And then they cut to them at the end of the episode going to get their marriage license. And they're like, this is so perfect. Nothing could go wrong. There are no red flags. Mm-hmm. And then they show two weeks worth of red flags like him <laughs> at the strip club. Her- I think it makes good TV, but... I think I, it makes I, great TV. And and the and Quad shows up at her um bachelorette, right? Well, Phaedra brings Quad to the bachelorette party. Which yeah, is Phaedra, so the messy one. fucked up of Phaedra. But also, like, this is what you get, little girl, for crawling onto a television show that you don't belong on. Like yeah. th- this is ridiculous. And also, yeah, like I didn't realize she was only 32. She looked older than 32. She's 31. 31. Oh, yeah. She and, looked older than that to me. Yeah. Um, and then, first of all, let's just talk about how I'm so confused by her. Because she walked in and I'm like, is that Simone? Or is that Quad? Uh, is that uh, Toya? Because she looks a little bit like Toya. Her face is like Toya. Her smile is like Simone. And they look so alike. And then she has another twin sister who looks like her again. <laughs> I mean, I think that she looks a little bit low budget in the words of, you know, Mia from (laughs) Potomac. But I think the funniest thing is like she's so obviously in the confessionals. She looks like she's sitting next to her grandpa. Like I know. It's very obvious and it's very thirsty. And I feel like they think that they're showing the world how like they're so in love and they're perfect for each other. And, you know, Cecil and Simone are really trying to sell it. But like when has Cecil ever made a good decision on this television show? When he married Simone, that was the last time. <laughs> yeah. And and even that Simone is still like, I don't know. <laughs> also is really funny is at the engagement party, Simone <laughs> Heaven Heavenly is so shady. <laughs> she just she just has to say the slightest thing to Simone and Simone just starts screaming. The way they started screaming at each other and all the men turned around and like, oh my God, we spoke too soon. What happened? Yeah. Heavenly says the pitch of Heavenly's voice and Simone's voice when they are going at each other. So funny. I mean, the way that they, they cannot have dogs in their house. They no just way. cannot. That would hurt the dogs. No way. And then, so apparently Letitia had, uh, Sweet Tea had some fibroids. And mm-hmm. she went to Simone and Simone sent her to a specialist. And yeah. Heavenly is like, well, Simone, why didn't you send her to Dr. Jackie? And she's like, because I sent her to a specialist who does fibroids. And she's like, yeah, but Dr. Jackie knows how to do surgery. 
And she's like, okay, but I, Dr. Jackie doesn't do fibroids. She's like, well, she could if she wanted to. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I could do, but that's not what I need. I sent her to a specialist. And I just love the way Simone's voice escalates. She's like, I sent her to a specialist, Heavenly. <laughs> And Heavenly's like, oh, you don't want to do it because you're lazy. And she's like, I'm not lazy. <laughs> you don't like to do surgery. She's like, yeah. I do it all the time. He's like, I do surgery all the time. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Toya's like, well, what about quads DUI? And I was like, no. What, what is going on here? They're like, everybody had something to spill. <laughs> They're like, let's just spill it all here. They're all tightly sitting together on that little couch and they're like together ugly house ugly house they're all together and they're just spilling everything willy-nilly there's no connection or anything like you should guy you guys should go check on her aren't you friends with her toya is like aren't you friends with her heavenly and phaedra phaedra you're friends with um quad so are you representing her in the dui Phaedra is like, how could you do this to a Christian? I'm like, okay, Phaedra, let's stop there. Let's relax, Phaedra. Let's relax. Okay, also, they're in Atlanta, right? Remember, Phaedra was in the early seasons, was holding the little, what is that called? A towel over her knees at the church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was being so demure and talking about all that. And this episode, she walked in with fully with that uh, that stupid dress that everybody stupid jumpsuit everybody wears. Okay, also, <laughs> okay, they're in Atlanta, and they mm. are at some. Uh, they go to meet Phaedra at her new business, or she's a partner at mm-hmm. this business, and right. it's called the Vault, and it's basically like a a fancy yeah. store, right? But I was like, isn't this La Archive? <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, the vault, and then there's the archive, and then I was like, where's um? Yeah, did Phaedra get permission from Marlo to do that? Yeah, but I think also the vault has existed for a while, and poor, poor Marlo is like, well, I'm going to make my own version for one size only, a six foot tall woman. With what was, which particular. which other show was the Walt featured in? Somebody oh was it OC? Oh was yeah, it? no OC had uh, no. I was oh, thinking the about the Walt. Oh, the OC had Shannon's Walt. <laughs> Shannon's Walt. Yeah, where where she says that. Heather Dubrow had the Walt. Heather Dubrow's Walt. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, but um, but I did have fun watching Married to Medicine. I just love seeing like Eugene and Toya. Eugene proudly saying that he's taking semiglutide. I was like, good for you, Eugene. Yeah. Yes, admit it. And Eugene and is like, like, Eugene is like, yeah, I was huffing and puffing. Now I can do it. And just like Toya starts talking about their sex and Eugene is like, go ahead. You're just going to do it anyway. Go ahead. Just talk. You're going to talk. You're going to say something, you know, about how I wasn't performing before. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. But also, I just, I love that of all these housewives and stuff, they're like, I'm not on Ozempic. I'm not on Ozempic. And here's like immediately Eugene being like, yeah, I'm a doctor and I'm taking the shots and I feel great. And it's the best thing I've ever done. And I'm like, yes, we need to do more (laughs) of that, please. Stupid. Yeah. Um, But it was a fun, it was a fun two hours of shows. Yeah. I'm happy that my Potomac girls are back. Yeah, I know. I'm happy for both of these girls. I am. I'm yeah. happy for Meredith Medicine and Potomac. I think, I think uh, falls uh, fall is a beautiful time of the year because I don't like to go out 
once the leaves fall. And also so when it's perfect. dark outside now yeah. at 5 p.m. Yeah. yeah, this is the only way. This this helps with my seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> help me with mine because it it just makes me sadder. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because there's no sun outside. Yeah, there's no sun outside, but there is Potomac inside. No, you're <laughs> American right, you're medicine right, you're right. inside. I finally caught up. I'm starting to catch up on last week's Bravo shows because, again, I, like, just couldn't watch it. There's too much chaos in the world. I'm sorry. But I did catch up on Beverly Hills. And I – guys, I love the Kemsleys so much. They are the most (laughs) – we talk about delusional. Did you hear hear Ray, our friend Ray with Ben on Watch What Crappens? I haven't caught up on any of my Bravo podcasts yet, but I did see that she is on it, and I cannot yeah, wait to so listen Yeah, so I'll give you it. the one thing, one theory that Ray and Ben came up with, conspiracy theories, that it's it's actually PK who's stealing the money because he has to pay for all of these <laughs> for like, Berlin. Pretty, pretty women thing. So he's actually took the money from her so he could pay for her to be in that room and get her glam. Okay, I believe that. <laughs> Also, where was she shopping? That she had a shopping cart and a handbag. I think with so. Uh, the way so when I heard her, so I was listening to everybody talk about it, and then I was listening to the confessional, and I finally heard her say it out of the horse's mouth, and I heard it as she got money for Christmas, and the way she said it, it almost sounded as maybe she got money to give away for Christmas, like to her folks that work for her like she was giving them cash all the brown people that work for her yeah that's what <laughs> i thought of like she was getting cash instead of instead of cards she was going to give them cash and that's why she withdrew that much money and then she went shopping for herself but then she was also she said she put it in a cart so maybe she was at you know <laughs> costco insane. or something where was she was she at costco was she, she was at costco. like where was <laughs> What's what do you she? think? Like, would Dorit go to Costco or she would go to Big Lots or she would go to Sam's Club? What do you think? I, I think that she's – I feel like she's – what about BJ's? Don't forget BJ's. Yeah, BJ's, yes. I feel like she's a Costco girl. Yeah? Can't you okay. imagine PK walking around in the Costco sweatpants? Like, they're yeah, so good. Yeah, and eating all the samples. He probably – they oh. go there on sample days. Yeah, well, they don't give samples anymore. They do in our Costco. Oh, they, they do. Still do. Okay. They still do, Yeah. Are stopped because of COVID. Oh no, they, they stopped during COVID, but they, it's all back now. Oh, you haven't okay. gone to Costco in a while, then. I haven't actually. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's all back. Cheese and crackers <laughs> everywhere. Cheese and crackers galore. <laughs> but I just I love those. Two and Pika so much. goes around and comes around and pretends he's coming there for the first time. Like he goes around and Isle comes back for the cheese and crackers. Like he goes in circles to get it. <laughs> He, don't, he, he gets more on, than what's happening. He puts yeah. on like a different hat every time yes. just pretending to be a new person. Yes. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm Richard Gere. <laughs> I just love when they walked in and he was like, he goes, you take my breath away. Berlin. And like the way and then. <laughs> 
okay, so I didn't know that singer's name is Berlin. Yes. I finally got it. I was like, what is he talking about Berlin? Like, oh. he, what is he talking about? Is he throwing back to another movie, like a World War II movie set in Berlin? What is this? Like, did they have their first date in Berlin? What is this about Berlin? So then, like, then Dorit is, like, trying to play into this romantic moment they're having. But the whole time they're dancing, PK is staring at Berlin performing. And he keeps going to, to Dorit. This is actually Berlin, you know. And she's like, okay, Bubba. Like... <laughs> It's just, I love them so much. Like, you know how, like, everybody's like, what's going to happen with Mauricio and Dur- and and Kyle? I don't give a fuck about those two. These yeah. two? These okay. two need to be preserved. This they is- need to be preserved in a glass <laughs> yeah. case with two bags yeah. of potato chips. Because yes, I, I love them. <laughs> I love how phony they are. <laughs> I do. They're like, you know how oh, we were yeah. saying, like, Lisa Barlow with her Tomra and, yeah. like, <laughs> and like, yeah, and the grand yeah. dame with her delusion. Yeah, PK and Dorit are Dorit a delusion are, together. Yes, together, not alone, but together they are. Yeah, <laughs> the way that um, um, Dorit said complimented Kyle on her car, or yes, while mentioning yes. that she also has the same car. And I'm thinking, but Dorit, you you keep losing money. Like, we're, and we know <laughs> PK is not making any. So where is this car coming from? Like, who gave you the car? I loved it so much. She's like, Kyle, I'm so excited to get into your car. Thank you for picking me up in your brand new car, even though I have the same car. And I was like, you're so shady. (laughs) And Kyle is like, yeah, well, your husband thinks you're a hooker. So like, let's. (laughs) Kyle is like, I thought Mauricio sucked, but, uh, you know, PK sucks more. But then PK with the shade and saying, you know, Kyle wishes Mauricio would do all this for her. (laughs) You know she does. She definitely Mm -hmm. wishes that. Next year he's going to be like, if they're still together, she's going to be like, uh, he's going to like come outside of her house with like a boombox over her head, his head like John Cusack and say anything. Oh my God, that is so Mauricio (laughs) with his his new chompers standing there. (laughs) Oh, I love them so much. Anyway, uh-huh. um, I'm still catching up on Salt Lake City, but I just love watching them because I saw part of it where Lisa Barlow – I haven't finished last week's episode where Lisa Barlow is sitting with her kid and she's trying to explain to him how he's, she's gonna, he's going to be in close quarters with people and when he goes on mission. So he's like – she's like, you know, when I was in college, <laughs> there was a girl who was my roommate and I came – back to my room and she was wearing my clothes and I said what are you doing and she said I just wanted to know what it would be like to be you for a little while <laughs> like, Lisa Barlow <laughs> why are you the way that you are you are so wacky wait did I lose you no I'm here I'm here <laughs> she's so silly I just love her she's yeah yeah I know all right well well that's it. I still have to catch up on That's everything. It. I didn't I even watch Miami there's yet. There's a lot. You haven't watched Miami? Miami was good. It's good? Miami was good. Yeah, you'll love it. All right. Well, maybe I'll catch we'll up finally. Okay. Well, I'm going to Amsterdam later this week, so I might not do another episode. Um, uh, I'm going to India, so I will miss the next week and maybe the, the week after, too. Okay. Well, I so hope you're you on your great, own, baby. Save, I'll figure it out. Um. I hope you have a safe trip. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Do you wish you were going to Amsterdam with me? 
Yes. I'm trying to just get fucked up and eat French fries. Um, I saw a sweatshirt. So I went, I went to Texas and I got fucked up and ate um, biscuits. Oh, perfect. I Butter. I buttery, saw, buttery biscuits. I saw a sweatshirt that said slut for French fries. And oh, wow. I want that. I actually want it on my tombstone. Yeah. <laughs>